You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For all things, for all things KC, KC, for everything Chiefs, it's always, game, it's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your host, Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tapp. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp. Our producer, Nick Schwert, is gallivanting in Germany on vacation. And Cody, we have a depleted roster. We are playing hurt, as you can <laughs> tell from my voice. Your family's been sick. We're going to try to power through this episode. We're in the tail end. Um, I'm just getting <laughs> over COVID, so I'm back. Um, but the tired, the tired's never going to go away. I might be tired for a year after having it. I don't know why. The yeah, but between, between that and your voice, I, I, you know, we're, you know what? We're just going to have to find a way to win today, Kayla. Very similar to the way the Chiefs played against the Texans. Look at you just teeing me up there for the first <laughs> question. Yes. As we saw today, the Chiefs snuck out a win in Houston, 30 Texans, 24. Cody, what happened to this game and why, why did we let this get so close? Okay, so obviously it shouldn't have been. I told you I wouldn't take them serious and all these things, and then the game got close and it was dicey. But for a minute, I'm going to give you a couple of stats why it had no business being close. Patrick Mahomes completed all 19 of his second-half passes. He threw. He completed 88% of his passes for 336 yards and two touchdowns. He didn't throw a pick. So he had no interceptions. He threw for over 300 yards. He completed almost 90% of his passes. They averaged five yards a carry. You can't tell me those stats and don't tell me that it's just a kick in the teeth to the Texans. And yet the game was close. And the best I can figure it is really two reasons. Turnovers, which we are going to get to later in this show, that have been a consistent issue for this team because the Texans got two touchdowns off of the two turnovers. So there's 14 points right there. Yep. And what to me seemed to be a game filled with the most frustration I've ever seen out of the Chiefs this year. Like they were annoyed. They were in this game with the Texans because outside of that, Kayla, I don't have a real good reason. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we're like, hey, give a grade to the offense. The offense had turnovers. Now one of them was, Okay, one of them was bullshit, and I don't have to get to it later, but <laughs> it should have been one turnover, but it was two, so whatever. But, you know, outside of that, they were nearly perfect. Like, I understand that they settled for some field goals or whatever, but they were nearly perfect. Patrick Mahomes was on. Kelsey, great. Juju, great. McKinnon, great again. Yeah. That, like, I mean, it was, it should have worked perfectly. But the other reason they were in this game is because, the defense has failed them for two straight weeks. I know that they're put in disadvantageous positions, but when you see late in that third quarter and these games close, and it's like, 
Texans have been to the red zone three times and they have three touchdowns. You're like, okay, you have got to put, put it down at some point. You got to like stop them once. I understand that they're putting you in a bad spot, but like to me, Kayla, those are, those are like the biggest reasons why. Not to mention this felt like a home game. Did you see all the chiefs fans oh, yeah. there? They showed up and showed out in Houston. Um, Cody, do we feel the right vibe around this team? Like in 2019, we were building towards a Super Bowl. This year, it was like, I hope we haven't put our best games out already. I, I'm worried because these last few weeks have we're barely getting by. Yeah. Not great teams. I'm not seeing a lot that's giving me confidence heading into playoffs. To be honest. Yeah, it, you know, we do a lot of, like, relationship comparing in this. Like, if you were in a long-term relationship, I'd be like, I don't think he's gearing up to buy that ring. Uh, you know, like, you can tell when it's working towards that. And I'd be like, right now, I don't think it's working towards that. Now, with so no, the vibe is wrong. The vibe feels off. It doesn't feel like they're working towards anything. It feels like they are simply just trying to survive. And the last couple of times when they were going into the playoffs, just feeling like they were trying to survive, they came up short. Now, short is relative for the Chiefs. They right. still host AFC title games or get to the Super Bowl. So it's not like it's all bad. Right. We're saying not, this as we just clinched the AFC West today. Yeah, so. for the seventh consecutive time, the second longest streak in NFL history. But They're just so hard to figure out. I, You know what, though? I'll, I'll make an excuse for them. I think part of the reason this is happening more this year than any other year is still the youth. I will, so like in 2019, think about that team. That is Sammy Watkins been there for years. Defensive line been there for years. Mahomes comfortable. And look, he's he was in the middle of a, a transcendent season. But everybody they had, everybody they had, had been there, was comfortable. The offensive line, it felt like they were working towards this. They were just coming off that 50 touchdown, 5,000 yard season from Mahomes. And it felt like they were just, especially defensively, they were just kind of ramping up to this perfect moment. Mm -hmm. And this year's team is super young. And I think that that's part of the problem. The defense that went there, it's like Matthew hitting his stride. Even, hell, even like Sorensen. We make fun of Sorensen. It was like Sorensen at his peak. It was like some of these veterans really at kind of their pivotal moments kind of coming together. And because this team's so young, I don't know that it's ever going to feel that way. But I, you know, I know that like fans who get frustrated by them playing bad against bad teams, because that happens, right? And and by the way, mm -hmm. of all days in the NFL to appreciate just getting out with a goddamn win, right? I would think this week in the NFL is that because Cowboys wild, are out here letting wild up, Sunday. Yeah. And Cowboys Saturday. are letting up forty to the Jags a week after almost losing to the Texans. The Patriots lost on a flea flicker fumble. Like the hell, the Eagles had to scrap one out against the Bears. So it's like, I know that you get tired of the good teams find a way to win. But the Chiefs are five and two against teams currently projected to be in the playoff field. Okay. So they're five and two, which means they only have one loss against all those other bad teams. And we know that that loss is the Colts, which means even when they play shitty games against bad opponents, they win. I know that's not a fun thing to say when the team's coming off a barely win against the Houston Texans, but it does matter. Like the NFL put some, some of that in perspective for me today. Didn't it for you, Kayla? I'm like, yeah, anyone can lose. 100%. I think that definitely softened the blow a little bit. Just as you mentioned, seeing, you know, the Cowboys take the L and what happened to the Vikings yesterday. Oh and, yeah. Like Saturday the Lions. And, yeah. 
the lion. Yes. Weird. It is weird times in the NFL. It is teams fighting for the playoffs. It's, it's going to get crazy. It is so, getting crazy. So like last week, right? They played that close game against Denver that it didn't need to be close. And Mahomes throws two picks and they almost lose the game. Well, Hurts threw two picks today, threw no touchdowns, and almost lost them the game against the Bears. But they're a good team. So guess what they did? They won. Justin Fields did some remarkable things. That one run he had in that game, remarkable. But what did the Eagles do? They won. And I know sometimes it's hard because they're coming off of their two ugliest games of the season and they're a super young defense and they're an offense who's only been together for this one year it is hard to remember that it's really just Mahomes and Kelsey then it's Pacheco who's a rookie McKinnon who's been here for two years Juju for one MVS for one Justin Watson for one Sky Moore for one like they're all still kind of figuring it out together I think some of it is still that I know it's late in the season and like you mentioned with the vibe Kayla we want it to just all be like coming together harmoniously, but I don't know it's going to come that way. You're just going to have to hope kind of what you said is you catch a three game streak where the Chiefs play their best, or when they don't, you catch one of these other teams not playing their good game. You know, you catch the Cincinnati or Buffalo, and those are really the two I'm talking about here, not playing their good game. That's, that's what you'll have to bank on. Other than that, you'll just have to make sure that you're playing good football on those two days. I also think there's something to be said about teams playing up to the Chiefs. I think there's this added pressure to play well against a team that has been so good over the last few years. I think we have a target on our back, honestly. I think teams want to take us down, as we saw today. The Texans made it very difficult for us, but luckily we came out with the L. I will say I couldn't yell today, which made for a very interesting game. I thought I thought I wouldn't have to. It's like, oh, great. This is going to be, I'm not going to have to yell. We're going to have a like casual Sunday. And then, but it turns out they still win whether you yell or not. So now I know this. Well, and that's, yeah. So good news is for you, you could have rest your voice for a busy week at work and um, your frustration did not change the outcome. So I think ever, even Mahomes, like I go back to that because he played nearly perfect football himself right after they tried to rip Travis Kelsey's face. Like when he got that, when he got that penalty, Mahomes went into, he did the the switch where he's like, yep, it's over for you. And I know that the game was still close in the end because defense and another turnover, but he, he went into the mode of like, nah, I'm going to win this game and I don't care. That's why he was completing every single pass, converting everything. Like I, I know that they still, like, I know that they still settled for a field goal at the end of the fourth quarter, but I put that on Andy. They clearly put the brakes on and were just willing to let Butker kick a 51-yarder even though he's been so inconsistent this year. That one was on Andy. That had nothing to do with Pat's killer instinct. If they had told him to just go go kill, he would have done that in that moment. Andy reined it back, figured they could kick a 51-yard field goal and win it. Well, speaking of anger and frustration. Yeah. <laughs> We hope to never see Carl Sheffer's game, officiate a game again. Okay. This guy is a complete joke. I was fuming. Cody, this officiating was horrible. And I'm not saying that because it was my team. I feel like I even saw people on Twitter who weren't Chiefs fans being like, this is insane. Like, what is going on? This guy is the worst. I know that the Chiefs fans currently have a reputation for um, complaining about the refs, probably because they're a really good team and all those things to go in there. But I, I'm I'm telling you right now, 
It is borderline the worst kept secret in the NFL that Carl Sheffers clearly has a vendetta against the Chiefs. He just does. On that touchdown drive by the Texans, he called five consecutive penalties. It was blatant. It was blatant today. Dude, it was like, so I, I go back, and you have to remember how far back this goes. This is why Sheffers hates him. So there was already issues for years. I, um, I've covered the Chiefs for a long time now. I, in a postseason playoff game lost seven years ago, Ash Travis Kelsey about a moment in a playoff game that he had where a personal foul got called. And he had said that that ref out there doesn't deserve to even wear, it wouldn't even deserve to wear that working at Foot Locker. So I want you to think about how far back he insulted Carl Sheffers. Years! Seven years. And every single game that Sheffers is the referee since is like this. Like, he I know that's not forgotten. No, man. And I know that we don't want to be like, oh, it's the ref's fault. Look, they won the game, and the Chiefs did a lot of things that, like, they do in losses. The special teams played poorly. They turned the ball over. Their red zone defense was bad. The play calling arrogance from Andy Reid was there. Things they do that have nothing to do with Carl Sheffers could have cost in this game. But he has something against the Chiefs, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Because that game was horribly officiated. Like, uh, like uh, even the no calls. It's like Mahomes when he gets whipped to the ground. And the broadcast is like, ah, you can do that. I'm like, bullshit. Based We're on just what? making up rules now, yeah. Well, and, and also, like, I'm sorry, have you been watching football all year? Because I have. And the football I've been watching all year specifically forbades that. I saw Tom Brady get a penalty on that, and then I heard it discussed again when Chris Jones got that same call in a game the week after. Yep. So either you can forcibly throw a quarterback to the ground, or you can't. And whether you think that should be a penalty or not, it has consistently been called that this year. I don't know what, I don't know what it, I just, all I want is to Carl Sheffers to never call a Chiefs game ever again. Is that too much to ask? I just don't want him to call a Chiefs game anymore, Kayla. I guess I'm not calling for his job. I just don't want to see him. He has a vendetta. So like Mike Swanson, the former VP of uh, communications for the Royals, like even though he's retired, he's not out here really trying to like rustle feathers in the officiating department in his retired off time. Even he said today, hey, NFL officiating, Carl Sheffers should not be doing Chiefs games. It's become personal for him. And now us, the only quarterback who can't get a roughing call happens to be ours. Like you got to remember, man, he was the same ref. Kayla, this is, I mean, it's really important. He's the same referee who he openly mocked, who sounded like he was being brought to tears after he made a couple of egregious calls in the last Chiefs game against the Raiders. It's not, like, just simply put, it's not a good idea to have him referee a Chiefs game because there is something going on there that does not make this worth it. I feel like there should be a rule against this. Like, if a referee has had an issue with a player, it almost feels illegal for them to then officiate that team's game. Or for looking at it It just feels wrong. Yeah, we got enough people. Sheffers off Chiefs game. That's with it. the history that we have with this guy, I think he should be done working Chiefs games. We should start a change.org petition. You know <laughs> what? Just really, really help ourselves out. <laughs> How many signatures? A hundred thousand? What would it take to get Carl Sheffers to never referee an uh, officiate a single Chiefs game ever again? Really fighting the world's problems here with that.
Hey, look, whatever you got to do, sometimes make the world the place you want it to be. Exactly right, Cody. How many <laughs> flags were thrown today, by the way? Oh, God. I don't do we have so, a count? Also, um, Brittany, Brittany Mahomes was just as peeved as everyone else. She was like, I'm confused. We're allowed to tackle quarterbacks like that now? Got it. The inconsistency is BS. And sis is right. Chiefs got called for 10 penalties. The Texans got called for four. And, and I remember they pretty That's much it. overturned a forward call forward progress call which they almost never overturn so cool cool game carl great work a plus stuff as always Ugh. all right well we're going to turn our attention to something else um cody should we be more concerned about the defense or the turnovers right now or the missed field goals <laughs> okay so this is the second straight game that if you statistically look at it the chiefs defense actually didn't play that bad they held the Texans to 125 yards passing. They held them to 219 total yards. They held Denver under their average yards and yards per play in the previous game. As much as the defense and their inability to stop someone in the red zone is concerning, the turnovers are the much bigger problem. They have turned it over in nine straight games. Like I, like I know that they usually say this is one of those coaching things, but teams know. And I think what it is now is they've got the yips. They got the classic turnover yips. They legitimately have to get through a game without turning it over. And then I would think that it would just mostly be normal again. Like, I know that that sounds crazy, but I don't think that they're, they've been way too good with the football under the course of Mahomes and Andy Reid to make me think they're just broken. I think they got the yips. They can't help but turn it over. It's like everyone's afraid they're going to be the guy who turns it over. Because at this yeah. point, Kayla, don't you think that's the one thing they talk about in every single practice, every single meeting right now? I would hope so. This is out of control. And it's it's letting games get too close. It is costing us. It's costing us, you know, the other team's putting up points on us because of it. Like, again, about this is OK. There, there are problems with the defense. They're not good on third down, and they're really bad in the red zone. Those are two areas that you don't really want to be bad at. <laughs> um, and then in today, you know, there were a lot of penalties, but that isn't always their problem. That goes back to probably the previous Carl Jeffers conversation. Um, but they, the the turnover stuff, like at this point, it's be, it's starting to become comical. You got through an entire game where Mahomes threw the ball like 50 times. He didn't throw a single pick. And yet still you turned it over again. Like the Pacheco one, he just ran into him and the ball dropped straight down. And I think, you know, the the sign for me that Andy thinks it's a bigger problem is that for the first time in a very long time, uh, Pacheco fumbled, the Texans went down and scored, and then the very first play of the next drive was Ronald Jones. Almost always, Andy just goes back to the guy who made the mistake. Kelsey fumbles, he throws to Kelsey. Pacheco fumbled earlier this year. They go back to Pacheco. And instead, they went to Ronald Jones. And I think Andy was trying to send a message there of the, if we turn the ball over, you don't get a play. And I know that he went back to Pacheco and he had a nice game and all those things. But I, I think Andy also knows it's the bigger problem because of that. Like, it's just, it is, it defies logic as bad as they are in the turnover differential to have an 11-3 and three record. Like, it doesn't make sense, Kayla. Every other team who's at the bottom of that list, and I know I've given that stat a couple of times this year, every other team who currently is minus in the turnover differential, especially as far in the minus column as they are, is so much worse than them. The three teams below them are the Rams, awful, Colts, awful, and Saints, awful. 
even go to the teams above them, the Bucks, who are playing awful and are not a very good football team and are below 500 by two games, the Texans, the Jets, there, look, I finally found another 500 team, right? That's legitimately what it takes. There's one other 500 team in the bottom turnover differential category. That's got to be their biggest problem. What's your concern level with Bucker after a missed extra point and field goal? Okay, so my this goes back to, and I like Dave Tobe a lot. I think he's done a really nice job in Kansas City. So I don't know if this is an Andy thing. My bigger problem is with them. They keep telling us about how Bucker's not been healthy all year, and then they keep putting him in important spots, and I don't like that. Like they counted on him a couple weeks ago to make a 50-plus yarder to win it, and now the 51-yarder now. I don't think he'll ever be the same kicker this year. To the point that, I mean, I guess if he's going to make $4 million next year, they got to have a conversation if he's going to be their kicker next year. Like, that's that's my level of concern. I mean, he was the second-best kicker in the NFL last year and over the last couple of years. But he got that injury, and he's never been the same. I would say this is, if you are relying on Harrison Butker to win you a playoff game, you have made a mistake. I would instead put it in the hands of Patrick Mahomes. Stop getting, you know, if it's late in the game and there's 10 seconds left like we saw, and it's a 51-yarder, I... I would take your chances more on that third down, Kayla, to get more yardage to make that kick more manageable. I think before with Butker, you could play it the way you just said. You could play it to a 50-yarder and just go win. And that's wild because, like, we never would have said these things about him before this year. But no, I agree. But the injury's play, weird. I have, yeah, I have no idea why we didn't try to, to run the ball, throw the ball, do anything aside from kick a field goal. No, they just kind of reined it in and they had settled in for a 50-yard field goal. It's just weird, Kayla, when you tell me he's been hurt all year. Like, either he's hurt or he's not. So don't, you know, so don't make excuses for him, which is what they have been doing on the missed kicks. Because he ranks like, I going into last week, it was like 26 in the NFL in field goal percentage. So he was bad. Like, I mean, he was objectively a bad kicker to that point. And he keeps missing. The, the other part is like, stop missing extra points. Like, if you're hurt, can you at least make those? Right. Because if they had made that, then Andy's not going for two. It's like it just it created a, a mess at the end of the half. So yeah, concern. Well, speaking of concern, <laughs> do we still <laughs> think the Chiefs will win out their schedule, Cody? We've got the Seahawks at home next week, followed by the Broncos at home, followed by at Vegas against the Raiders, who had a wild finish today, as we saw. Oh my God! What a now. Here's the thing: had they not blown that game two weeks ago, sixteen three with like four minutes to play they would be in the final wild card spot. But they blew it, so they're not going to make the postseason. But in short, yes. I know that this felt like a good time to do this in the podcast, similar to what we did earlier. Let's not wait till Wednesday to calm the waters all the time. <laughs> um, yes. Yes, I still think they're win their schedule out. Because I still think they're definitively better than all three of these teams. Seattle did play a close game on Thursday against the 49ers, but the 49ers also knew they didn't have to do anything tricky in order to win it. So I just think there's so, like they opened even after this performance, even after their back-to-back performances against Denver and Houston, there was a 10 point favorite against Seattle. They're going to be uh, a bigger favorite than that against Denver. And let's see if Russ plays like Russ has been out with a concussion. Will he be back in two weeks? Probably, but we don't know. He's at the casino on Friday night. Also, that's bad for concussions. I thought, right? Bright lights and noise. I would think so. Yeah. Right. Lights and noise seem bad. Um, Those are supposed to be avoided. Yeah. That was my understanding of concussions, but whatever. Uh, We can get to Russell during that week. 
and the Raiders, who I still think will have nothing to play for, and the Chiefs will still be playing for the one seed at that point. Because almost no way this schedule shakes out that they won't need that game. Even if Buffalo loses to Cincinnati in a couple of weeks, they'll still need that game. They'll need to win it in order to get the one seed. So if it's in a must-win game against the Raiders, I think the Chiefs are still winning out, even though they're playing bad football. I still think after all this, they're going to finish 14-3. and three. Right there with you, even though today when it goes to overtime, I'm thinking, are we really going to lose to the best two teams in the AFC? And then the worst two, the worst two teams. Like, is that what we're going to do here? But luckily we didn't, that didn't happen. So we didn't have to worry, worry about that. But yes, I've been confident in saying we're going to win out, but they sure keep it close. I know. I know people want to like, this is like the classic, like if you believed the chiefs are a fraud, this is the week you'll attack them. Right. Cause you'll be like, Oh, can barely get past Denver. Oh, barely get past the lowly Texans. And they'll be like, they're a fraud. Because that's what's happening to the Cowboys. Just barely beat the Texans, lose to the Jags. And they're like, frauds. Same Cowboys. And it's actually pretty accurate then most of the time. I go back to like two years ago when everybody knew the Steelers had started like 11 and 0. And we're all like, paper tiger, not real. Not a scary team. I think a lot of times people feel that way about this year's Vikings team, even though maybe that comeback on Saturday will change people's mind. But you, when you're a paper tiger, you don't win 14 games, okay? You just don't get to that number. True. You end up winning 12 or 13, and your schedule's soft, and people know it. You do not get to 14 and 3, be 5-2 and two against current teams in the NFL playoff field and are a fraud. You're just playing bad football. Yep. That's what it is. They're playing imperfect football against these last two, two opponents. That's really what the Chiefs currently boil down to. And to be honest, you can play imperfect football against the Seahawks and the Broncos and the Raiders and still win out. That's why I still think they're win out. Even if they don't play a perfect game, for the rest of the year, I still think they'll win out. Agree. I just hope the Raiders aren't going to want to play spoiler to us like they did to the Pats today, which yeah. actually kind of screwed a lot of stuff up because now that helped the Chargers significantly. And that has me a bit worried too. Well, it helped the Jets. Like they got a better chance to make the postseason now. But, it, you know, like the Raiders can barely beat the Pats. And the Pats, the Pats are not a good football team. They haven't been all year. Oh, yeah. Cincinnati's still the scariest team. I know what Buffalo is. They're really, really good, and they can beat you, but I don't... Cincinnati... You know, we were at uh, the very beginning of this episode to come full circle before we do uh, winners and losers, game balls, whatever we're doing this week. Um, remember that that I said, hey, you know, did the, is the vibe right? You'd ask me that. The Bengals vibe is good. It feels good. Like, they feel like they're working up to something. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it, Kayla, because that's definitely what it feels like. And if they I, beat Buffalo, it'll feel that way even more, even though you want Cincinnati to beat Buffalo so you can be the one seed. I don't like the confidence that they, they have right now. Yeah, they're playing that really is, good. That is scary. Well, Cody, that leads us to game balls, shall we? I think so. Why don't you go first? Uh, who, I mean, there's there's several choices today. I'm going with the obvious one. Outside of Pat, who once again puts his team on his back, always and just comes through and clutch moments he is the best and deserves all the praise but i'm giving my game ball to jarek mckinnon again yeah he deserves it again dude went off 10 carries 52 receptions a touchdown 
eight receptions, 70 yards, touchdown, that OT winner, two-point conversion. Guy is nonstop. That feel like that's a good he's choice. making big plays. He's the running back we've been wanting to see along with Pacheco. And um, I was very pleased with his play today. And he did tell Mahomes in the huddle, I'm going to score a touchdown. So that's that's pretty badass. I mean, for him to admit and for Patrick to confirm in post game that he went into the huddle, he's like, I'm going to score a touchdown now. And did? Okay, that's winner. I'm going to go outside the game. I uh, I missed the second half of NFL games today because I had to go to my daughter's first dance recital. She crushed it, so she gets my game ball today. Oh, she, Ruby! She had, she had never done a dance recital before, and there were a lot of people, so I was a little nervous for her. I wasn't sure if she was going to lean into it. She did. Gangbusters. No fear <laughs> in front of all the people. I said, you did a great job, and she says, I know. That's what she said. So... Girlfriend has got the confidence. And that matters. You know what? You got to have confidence in life. Otherwise, you can't get there. So she's going to get my game ball today. Awesome job for her very first dance recital. You are the best dance dad. We've had this conversation. (laughs) We've been talking about this all week. I need to watch the video you sent. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. I, I, I too, am so proud of Ruby. I applied liquid blush today because it was just me, right? So (laughs) some stuff had to happen. I was told to work quick. Otherwise, you know, you, you don't want to leave dots on their face. So I, I was working quick. I was trying to do my my best work here. My dad's been there too. I'm sure he had to put a bun together at some point <laughs> when my mom was out of town. The I difference 15, between 15 years of ballet. So yeah, my dad. And, well, yeah. And, and like the difference between like now and even when we were kids or your dad was dealing with a candle is like, I have YouTube. Right. If I got to find, I got to find something on how to do this. No worries. YouTube has my back. They'll teach me how to do stuff. I'm just going to have to count on that if I'm required to step in with assistance here. Just wait till you're required to step in and be in the actual show like my dad and brother were. Oh, party, man. Same guest in the Nutcracker, along with my mom, but she enjoyed it. I mean, I'll do it if, if need be, but it's it's uh, <laughs> been a while since I was on stage. We can at least say that. I have no doubts you would you would flourish on stage. <laughs> well, it's about if it's about being like quiet in the background, fine. But uh, we got to be Gregorious for some reasons. I've. You know, based on this podcast, not something I'm exactly fearful of. (laughs) All right. Any final thoughts, Cody? No, I, you know, I just such a stupid game that I'm frustrated with. Yeah. But it's another one that if you really think about it, the Chiefs proved they were the far superior team. And the way Andy put it in post game is probably true. He just stepped to the podium. He said it was a weird game. And I think that that's probably the best way to look at this one. I'm not going to try to send myself into a panic spiral with three weeks to go in the regular season. And instead, I'm going to save that panic for how they play over the next three weeks before they hit the postseason. Which, of course, they're in again because they've won seven consecutive AFC Wests. Yes, we do want to look at the bright side there. You know, maybe they're all on cold medicine like I am. Yeah, blame whatever. It on that. Yeah, just groggy. That's all. Just groggy, yes. <laughs> all right. Well, that is going to do it for us here on this Monday. We will be back with you on Wednesday. That is Cody Tap. I'm Kayla Canaram. This is It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. And don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Have a good one, everyone.